Welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and I'm going to help you understand yourself better, improve your relationships, and connect with your creator. My guests share personal stories and wisdom, and in 2023, we're focusing on mental health from a Christian perspective. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and I have my friend Kelly Ellis with us today. Kelly's a licensed professional counselor, and we have some good conversations. <laughs> I thought, you know what, it's high time that I shared her with you. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me here, Christy. You bet. So, Kelly, we've been talking about mental health all year long. Yeah. And one of the things that we keep running into mm-hmm. is that we, from, from, you know, all the way through our upbringing, we are receiving ideas about who we are yeah. and about how other people feel about us yes, and about our place in this world. And Absolutely. the problem is they're not always accurate and sometimes they're pretty harmful. Rarely ever. So, over our adulthoods, mm-hmm. you and I have learned that what we really need to do is find out who we are in Christ. Absolutely. Who God created us to be, Yes. the gifts he gave us, and the purpose and plans that he has for us. Yes. Because that's where we can find stability and yes. strength. Yes. So you're going to talk to us about identity today. Yes. And um, I think that's super important. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are here. <laughs> Kelly, tell us about what your thoughts are so far on this. Well, as a Christian counselor, um, I believe, of course, that our identity is founded in Christ. Mm-hmm. And everything that we are told as children, it's, especially with my childhood, um, growing up in a toxic family home, um, I didn't come away with that identity. Mm-hmm. I came away with the identity of, you know, um, I'm not worthy, I'm not good, I'm not good enough, there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's not enough of, I can't fix the problems, um, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my hugest disbeliefs, um, negative self-belief, was that I was stupid. <laughs> Well, that's clearly not true. It was so, but like my third grade teacher actually said out loud, I was stupid. Oh. Yes, it did happen. Um, And I got made fun of all of third grade and all of fourth grade. And that stuck with me all the way up to my husband actually is the one who pushed me to go back to college. So, well, I'm glad he did. He did, and that is where, because I was doing what God had called me to do, and I knew I was supposed to be going into counseling, um, that I was like, okay, God, I'm just going to give it up to you because I'm not smart enough to do this. That is what I felt. Yeah. And through that experience, God showed me that I was smart enough. Good. <laughs> so I lost that identity. Did that hold you back when you went to college, though? Did that make you, at least at first, the go, first time I can't around, handle this? The first time around, mm-hmm. absolutely it did. Um, I completed one year, and then I didn't get financial aid, and I, my grades were 
they wasn't terrible, but that belief that I was stupid mm -hmm. made me think that I really just couldn't go any further. Um, so I didn't try for a second year of college. Wow. And I went back to school when I was 30 years old. Mm. So. so when did you go, you know what, I'm going to do this anyway. Well, when I was 23, mm -hmm. um, I had prayed all night long and I'd been praying for, seemed like what was months. Um, and God woke me up at like 3 a.m. and said that he wanted me to be a Christian counselor. And he gave me scripture to back it up and everything. And, and I was like, well, God, that's not, I'm not bad. What? I, I can't do that. Right. And he was like, yes, you can. And I've given you all the ability that you need. And I'm like, okay. He's like, it's already there. You don't even got to worry about it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I love a woman who takes God at his word. And I was like 23 at that time. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, you open the door. And then, for of course, the next day I was up and I was on the internet. And I was looking and trying to find, you know, what, what can I do? The right. internet was not as extensive back then. <laughs> so, but I did know that a local university where we lived, Anderson, um, it's now university, then it was college, mm -hmm. um, had a program. And so I went in and I was going to do the orientation because God told me to do this. So right. I was going to do it. But they only had a bachelor's in psychology. They didn't have a Christian counseling degree. Mm. And when I prayed about it, I felt like God was saying, no, you're, you are to be a Christian counselor. And I was like, oh, okay, well, they don't have it. I couldn't find a school in South Carolina that did. I'm not saying they're not there. Right. I'm saying at that time, I could not find one. Wow. Um, fast forward 10 years, or seven years, um, God mo moved us out here to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. ORU was, the internet was better now. Right. Better searches. Um, I looked up, as soon as we got to Oklahoma, like, soon as we got our computer unpacked and everything and I looked and sure enough ORU had the program so you didn't just throw it away no you said God said this mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna create this on my own right in the wrong way right, right. oh my goodness it's so easy to go oh well God said this, he must not have known what was available. Maybe I misheard him. I'm going to go with what's available. Yeah. And then we end up, what, $40,000 in debt, right? Um, doing what wasn't what he asked us to do. Right. So you, you obeyed immediately. You hit a stop and you checked in. Mm -hmm. And you felt like God was like, no, this isn't it yet. Right. But then the next opportunity you got, you tried again. Yeah. Yeah. If we could all do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to interrupt you, but man, if we could just, let's, let's just digest that for a second and go, I think I'm going to do this. <laughs> all right. So what happened then? Well, then I went to ORU for mm -hmm. a year and it was killing me because I was also a mother of two at that time. Ooh. I was also working full time. Mm. Um, and I was like, Okay, and ORU at that time did not have adult ed programs. Right. They had, you had to go like a regular student. college student program. And you had to take 
extra classes and you had to take a gym class. Like, you know, it was just a lot. Uh -huh. And I went my first year and I was like, I know I only have a year left, but I, this is killing me. And I found a program um, at SNU. I'm not sure they still have that program, but they did at the time. Uh -huh. And I started going to SNU because it was one class at a time. Oh. It switched every four weeks. It was an accelerated program. And it was 18 months for an LMFT and 24 months for LPC. Wow. So I was like, okay. I can do this. Thinking that some of my classes from ORU would transfer, but that's not the same with master's degree. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Man, I was in college full time and I feel your pain because you have to, every teacher acts like they're your only teacher mm -hmm. and they give you enough homework to take you three days for every one hour of class. <laughs> and um, Or enough studying anyway. And I, I wish that they had had programs like that where you could do one class at a time really focus yeah and yeah. progress yeah. that's wonderful that you found that yeah Southern Nazarene offered that program and they offered and my degree is I am a Christian family and children's counselor which is exactly what I felt like God was telling me to wonderful. do and you so, ended up with a master's instead of a bachelor's that you would have had had you gone the wrong way in North Carolina South Carolina but yeah. South Carolina yeah yeah oh good. yeah that's wonderful. So, you've been doing this for a while. Yes. And ten years. Next year. Next September. Ten years. Yes. Next September will be my ten years of being a licensed counselor. What is it like for people who don't know who they are in Christ? I mean, I can, from my own experience, I remember my dad calling me a chameleon because as a people-pleasing codependent, I just flexed to fit everybody, right. which got me in a lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> and I I really didn't know. I thought, well, I'm just multifaceted. And my dad's like, mm, you don't even know who you are. And he was right. Right. But but what's it like for your clients when they, they don't know who they are? What well, problems they, does that cause? They believe all the lies from their childhood. Yeah. So, like, what I believed was I was stupid. I wasn't enough. There, I wasn't worthy. They fall into those same traps. Um, and it really is just a lie of the devil. Yeah. You are not those things. Well, and we can't move in our gifts as easily. Right. When we, we don't recognize them or don't think that they are, that they qualify us. Right. Right? We yeah. feel unqualified. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know... <laughs> God doesn't call the qualified. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> qualifies the called, right? Yes, the that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's several biblical truths to who we are in Christ. Yes. And that's what I focus on when my clients, when they come in to see me, as I want them to know who they are in Christ. Now, that's not the only thing we work on, you know. We also right. heal trauma and all that stuff, too. But... The main identity, my main goal, is that I want them to know who they are in Christ. For the non-believers, I want them to know who they are. Mm -hmm. um, and if they don't want to believe that it's in Christ, I'm okay with that. Right. But I put in the seeds. 
because I know where it's from. Yeah. Because I know it is through Christ. Then if you've never heard about this before, um, you know, some some people watch this that that are new to yeah. Christianity or that just don't know right. Christianity. So what we mean is uh, the Bible says it's in God that we live and move and we have our being. Yes. Um, we are created, not just because two people got passionate one night, but because <laughs> God wanted a Christy. God wanted a Kelly. Yes. God wanted a you. You are unique. Absolutely. And you are uniquely created, maybe with some traits of your parents or some traits of your culture, but in a combination that God designed because there's a need in this world for you. Yes. And when we say knowing who we are in Christ, um, Jesus saved us. He, he, he came, right, to show us how much God loves us. Absolutely. And he gave himself, just like a soldier going off to war, he gave himself to save us, to give us a way to realize God's love and to connect with God and be part of the family of God. Yes. And um, just like when you are adopted, you are you, but you might have a whole lot more power because you got adopted into, you know, wealthy family. You got adopted out of the crummy situation that, um, you know, was abusive or whatever. Right. Just like a, a case like that. Same thing happens when we come into God's family. We are now um, daughters and sons of the one who made the universe and has all the resources we'll ever need. Yes. And um, so that's what we mean when we say who you are in Christ, knowing your identity. So tell us some of the qualities of, of a person's identity in Christ. Well, um, they are saved when they ask Jesus into their heart. Mm -hmm and they become one with God. Um, they're complete, which means there's nothing lacking. Nothing lacking. Nothing lacking. They were born with everything that they were ever gonna need. I tell you what, I, know I have sounds... felt like I was lacking sometimes. <laughs> but you're right, we discover. Our, our own limited self-belief. Yeah. It's, is what holds us back mm -hmm. is our own limited self-belief like you thought you were lacking iq right and you didn't no no um we're chosen by god yes uh we're forgiven of course mm -hmm. a new creation that means that when we give our hearts over to god that we become brand new yeah all of our past is wiped away and we come up new. Unfortunately, our brain don't want to believe that. <laughs> right? We have trained our brain to follow certain patterns. And our parents may have trained our brain yes. to follow certain patterns. So we sometimes have to become sanctified, right? Sanctification, transformation right. is a process. Yes. And sometimes we even have to go back and dig up those roots mm -hmm. for where that came from. Yep. So like... Part of my healing was I had to go back to my third grade, dig up those roots, and understand that I was not stupid. That's right. I had transferred in, brand new student, and the teacher said, I need you to read this paragraph. I had no idea what a paragraph was. 
Like, literally. Mm -hmm. Did not know. Like, the word. I was like, I've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> so you weren't stupid. You were not yet trained. Yes. And you had a frustrated teacher. I was not educated. I had not been educated in what a paragraph was. Right. Right. And honestly, I say the teacher called me that because that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. But it was the girl behind me that called me that every day after school or every day during lunch. Um, you know, so did the teacher say that or did she say that? And I just thought that it was because I can have a faulty memory. I'm not going to say that my teacher actually did. She may have. Right. I truly do. I just remember the girl behind me every day. Yeah. All of third and fourth grade mm -mm. said that. <laughs> yeah. It was tough. It was tough. And so I believe that. Yeah. But when I was able to go back and look with my adult eyes into that third grade situation, it's not the same. It's not the same, is it? When we no. When we've seen what third graders are like. <laughs> Right. right. When we've seen what twenty something teachers are like. Right. Um, we can recognize that sometimes people are just awful. Um, in a moment, right? Right. It, or in a year or two. And right. Um, you know, we can pray that they've learned since then. Right. But we can also learn. Yeah. Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, I don't hold any ill will. I had to do some forgiveness mm -hmm. um, and things like that. But that was a very painful moment for me. Apparently. And you had to retrain your brain to when you got stressed and weren't getting something or didn't feel like you were going to make a good grade. You had to train your brain mm -hmm. to not stop you right. and make you turn away. Right. Sometimes and that, that we didn't get these hang-ups, right? Yeah. And that really didn't happen for me until after I felt like God was telling me to go back to school. Wow. And then really solidified when I got through my first semester of going back and yeah. getting my bachelor's. Because um, you have to get your bachelor's and then your master's. But right. yeah, when I went back to get my bachelor's and that first semester, I got through that first semester and I had a 4.0. I was like... Rock on! I am obviously not stupid. No. <laughs> so. Check that mark. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, had I not known my identity in Christ, mm -hmm. had I not, even though I didn't fully believe it, right. because I was still believing the negative, mm -hmm. I trusted God enough yes. to say, if you're telling me to do this, then I can do this. That's right. And I did, you know. Um, I was 30 years old when I went back to school, but I, but I did it. Um, something else, um, I am redeemed. I'm a child of God. I am more than a conqueror. Yes. That's exactly, you know, my experience is that I was more than a conqueror because on the outside, it, I was 30 years old. I was a full-time mom. I mean, I was, yeah, well, of course I <laughs> I had two girls. Full time mom forever, right? <laughs> I had two daughters. Um, I worked full time. You know, my both my girls were very active in sports. Like I did not think there was a way. I did not I don't know how there's a way. But I was blessed. My mother in law lived with us, so I didn't have to worry about a sitter. That was Wonderful. one thing I never had to worry about. 
um, I knew they were take, well taken care of. So I didn't have to worry about that. And that verse says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Yes. So we are not alone. No. We are not put on the battlefield with someone going, okay, get to it. Yeah. We are never alone. We are never. more than conquerors through the one who loves us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, I was able to conquer all of those disbeliefs. Yes. And that's what I hope, that, and, I, and I do for my clients, is I help them understand that they can get through whatever it is that they're going through. Whether it's divorce, whether it's childhood trauma stuff that they got to deal with, yeah. whether it's anxiety, depression, OCD. God is better, bigger than all of those things. That's right. And not that those things are not real. Oh, no. Not that they don't need coping skills and... And, and a know, hand to hold hand to hold and somebody to hold space for them and their story yeah. and to, to let them know that this is this is not the end of the world. Right. You know, because that's how it feels a yeah. lot of times. But I am victorious. I'm not condemned. A lot of people come in feeling condemned. Guilt and shame just burden with guilt and shame. That holds a lot of people back from even starting a relationship with God. It does. They feel condemned like what I'm doing I know isn't, you know, it's in the Bible as a, as a sin. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I shouldn't even bother talking to God because I'm already condemned. Right. And you're missing out. Absolutely. If I have a little kid mm -hmm. and think something you're, you're kids did that was wrong yeah. right i had a little kid and that little kid has climbed up on the counter and they are trying to get into the chocolate chips mm -hmm. right and they know they are not supposed to get into the chocolate chips right. um well they're still my little kid i still want to have a relationship with this right. little kid right now you know maybe i'm going to make them wait to eat the chocolate chips until we make the cookies together right because that's what they're for, and that's an enjoyable time, and everybody can share, right? right? But they don't stop being my little kid. I'm not like, oh, you evil little kid, get out of my house. Right. And you got this three-year-old sitting on the curb crying, right? No, I'm not going to do Absolutely. that. God doesn't do that. God does tell us that we ask him to be our Lord, right? We give our hearts to him. Yes. We ask him to forgive us of our sins, but he transforms us. Right. We don't have to be and perfect. And he accepts us first. right where we are. You betcha. We're he just doesn't three want us to clean eyes. up our life and then start church. He doesn't want us to um, change anything about us, really, right. at all. All he wants us to do is recognize that we need him. Yes. That's it. As we get to know him. Then we start to see the wisdom and the things he asks us to do. Yes. And and maybe sometimes there's a seven-year gap between when he asks us to do something yeah. and we get the opportunity, right? Absolutely. Sorry. I just love this. This we, You keep hitting points and I get excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's, and that's that's what I was going to say is we are accepted. Yes. We are not in, condemned. In Christ, we are accepted. He loves us. Yeah. And he doesn't expect us to be perfect. He knows that we're going to mess up. Even when we ask God to come into our heart and save us, we still, we have to live in this human world and have this human flesh 
And sometimes it gets the best of us. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, sometimes we cut people off in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes we give them, you know, sign language. <laughs> right. Right. Or we say something that we're like, oh, man, that shouldn't have been said that way. <laughs> you know, but he understands that. And that's what's so beautiful about quits. God yeah. is that not only did he send his son to die for our sins and wipe us clean of our sins, but he has mercy and grace that is beyond all understanding. Yeah. You know, so if we do mess up and we get our knees dirty or we scrape our knees, he comes right along to heal us. Yes. To, to, to make it right. And that's what I find so wonderful about God because throughout my 20 something years of walking with God yeah <laughs> I have definitely gotten my flesh has gotten the best of me I understand you know definitely but he's always right there and, and it he, gives you the power to keep walking yeah, yeah yeah not that I'm more than a conqueror you yeah. know we might fall but he gives us that ability to just get up, dust ourselves off, and keep walking. Yeah. No matter what. Mm. So, yeah. Preach. So, I'm no longer a slave. So, sin, what is sin? Sin leads us into slavery. Yeah. Because we can't resist it. On our own. On our own, we cannot resist it. Living in our flesh every single day, we can't resist it. Right. We don't have that ability. You know? And we do. We become a slave to it. Because, well, I don't know about you, but if sin wasn't fun and <laughs> didn't, you know, if it wasn't fun and it didn't, you know, uh, make us feel good, I don't think we'd do it. I have found that so many things that are sins are simply pleasures God has given us for a purpose mm -hmm. that are misused. Absolutely. Um, in, you know, and, and they end up causing us heartache, causing other people heartache, mm -hmm. or getting us stuck in a pattern that we, we yeah. can't break free and, from. And if we go back to the commandments, mm -hmm. if we just obey those commandments, seems like we keep all of that pretty much in check. God's kind of smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, he didn't design us. He knows what things are for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I am beautiful. That is one I think that... So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But God created us all yeah. to be beautiful. We are beautiful. Yes. And there's so many of us, especially women, walking around believing that they are ugly. Believing is, that they don't have anything to offer, mm. you know, and it's not just about the outside. It's on the inside, too. And if you are beautiful on the inside, it doesn't matter what your outsides look like. You're still wonderful. It is so true. And I know that I am a huge, huge person. I have to get on to myself looking in the mirror and saying, oh. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> But through Christ, we are beautiful just the way we are. We are. And truthfully, let's just, I'm just going to take a moment to address some things I've learned about beauty. Yeah. You will never be beautiful enough. 
yes. to keep the attention of a man mm -hmm. who doesn't love you and give his whole heart to you and God, right? Um, there is nobody you can be beautiful enough for that um, if they're messed up on the inside, right? If That's they're true. not wholeheartedly following God and loving you. That's true. Because um, I've seen some gorgeous women in some really sad relationships. Absolutely. And um, you, no matter how many warts you've got on your nose and how baggy your eyes are, uh, you'll never be ugly enough to turn off a man who sees your heart and is in love with your heart. Amen. And your cooking. <laughs> <laughs> development it takes confidence right mm -hmm. if I know that God thinks I'm beautiful and I know that people are fickle mm -hmm. and I lean into God's um, his love for me his support of me right his design for me right instead of leaning into fickle people and trying to impress them right then I can be pretty darn confident and confidence is sexy yes it is um i can tell you confidence is sexy my husband told me right at the beginning because i you know we got together when i was 25 i've been through a divorce and i was a little down on myself mm -hmm. and he said don't try to convince me that you're unattractive because i'll believe you mm -hmm. and um so i didn't i i learned real quick not to do all that putting myself down and self-deprecating crap right because that is that makes people feel awkward it makes them feel like they have to support you well think about it's draining the man who is attracted to you mm -hmm. who loves you and you're saying that you're ugly and not, you know no good so you're insulting their intelligence and he's like okay well is there something wrong with me right. I don't see that you're ugly right that's right so yeah. I agree. And also, if they haven't healed from their past, mm. if they have a past that was, you know, abusive or just neglectful, emotionally neglectful is all it really takes. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, most of our parents was emotionally neglectful because uh, that wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can have the perfect parent, you'll still have something <laughs> right. to recover from. Yeah. It's just part of growing yeah. up. But you yeah. know, our generation, send them outside. Right. <laughs> Don't come back till dark. <laughs> that's, that's, that was it. That's all we have time for today. If you're enjoying this interview, please share it with your friends and join us next week as we continue. Meanwhile, join me for two-minute daily devotional videos Monday through Friday at OneMomentWiser.com. That's the digit one, MomentWiser.com, or on social media at OneMomentWiser. God bless you.